Okay, good morning, and this is MG. Elizabeth. And this is Sober Sisters Talk. Welcome. So, take it away, Elizabeth. Okay, so MG and I have been sitting here talking for a little while, and um, she said, I have this deck of cards, and I'd like to use this for the inspiration. And they're inspirational cards by Napoleon Hill's Think and Grow Rich. And so I turned it over and it says, where I cut the cards, it says the turning point. And the card reads, the turning point in the lives of those who succeed usually comes at the moment of some crisis through which they are introduced to their other selves. So I told MG before we started, um, before we met, that I had an idea for a topic, something that had been coming up for me, and this is so poignant because it was a turning point. So um, when I started in, um, I, I mean, I don't even remember where I was when I got sober. It's so, like, foggy. It's so just, like, distressing where I was. But... Um, um, but when I got sober in SLAA, I do remember right where I was. And I remember so much about um, the sensation of how he made me feel when he came around. And Your qualifier. My qualifier. Got it. Before you got sober. Well, I'm sober from drugs and alcohol at this point, right. four okay. years. Yeah, but I'm not sober in SLAA. Got it. I'm not emotionally sober. Um, however I wanted it, I remember wanting that feeling, um, like when you wake up and you go like, oh, I haven't thought about him for a whole day or, you know, I haven't thought about him for half a day that I, that's what my vision was in front of me that I want that. I want to wake up and go like, I haven't thought about him for two weeks, you right. know, whatever it was, right, you know? Right. So that was what I was shooting for because that that hamster wheel was craziness in my head. It was just, no, no, no. It was going, going, going all the time. Thinking about him. What am I, how am I going to get him? How am I going to get him to do this? How can I get him to call me? What can I do? And I would do some, something way outside of my, I'm not even telling you what I would do because we're recording and then we're going to tell people, but I would do crazy stuff just to lure him to me. And um, it was way outside of my value system and what I believed about myself and what I really thought about myself. But I was doing, I was frantic and desperate to get him to pay attention to me because of the way that it felt. Mm. It felt so powerful. Mm. It felt mm. so powerful to be able to make him pay attention to me. And then when you actually were able to manifest it, right? Because I'm right there with you, sister. And when it actually came to fruition, it was very satisfying. It was. Yeah. But I couldn't figure out how to sustain it. Yeah, that's the junkie track, you know? So I couldn't make that high stay. I couldn't yeah, figure yeah, yeah. And so when he would leave, I would just feel so depressed Horrible. and so depleted. Yeah. So. And then you started up again. I, but I did get some sobriety around it, and I did create space between us. And you know that I started an organization, um, a nonprofit, and the nonprofit had a board. And one of the ways that it started is I was in this, um, I went to this class at the YMCA, and this woman was teaching it. And um, it was about metabolism. And I was so drawn to her. She was young and smart and fit, and I couldn't, she was one of those people I couldn't stop watching, you know. She was just 
and we had to meet one-on-one -on -one to go over my progress on this class and she started asking me so what do you do Elizabeth what do you and I was telling her you know I do this I work at the Chronicle and I do this and then I have this idea and I have this other group and she was like how we should do this let's make this organization let's let's do it and so she invited some friends to come to a brainstorming meeting I invited my friends and there was this great and intense uh, brainstorming on how to start I Know Somebody Houston on what we could do and how we would do it and, and the different people we would have and the speakers and where we would, all of that stuff. So we started I Know Somebody Houston. It started growing and we were in it about, I don't know, nine months to a year and it was it was doing well. We were meeting once a month and we're having these board meetings and growing it and um, she came to a board meeting one time when we were meeting in this restaurant. She says, I'm going to quit the board. And she got up and left. And I was like, what? She, I thought she was my partner, you know? And, um, I, I, I left. I was like, okay. And I, I, we went ahead and finished the board meeting. And, um, the, that night I was going home and I was like, what happened there? And I remember feeling it was the very same feeling like as if he had just like left. Mm -hmm. oh. Oh. I felt depleted and I felt like, where am I going to, what am I going to do now? How am I going to sustain this? How am I going to keep this going without her? So the next morning I woke up and I was driving to work and I remember I was sitting in the, I remember it was a pivotal moment. I was sitting in the parking garage at the Chronicle downtown thinking, Okay, what is it about her leaving that bothers me so much? Right. Well, when I'm with her, I feel like I can do anything. I feel very powerful. Well, Elizabeth, that feeling is inside of me. It's not inside of her. She simply makes me feel that way. She ignites it. She brings it out of me. But it's inside of me all the time. I don't need her to bring that out of me. I'm already powerful. I know how to do, I can do whatever I want. I do not need her to do that. What I do need to know is how to bring it out of me. Right. That power, and it's the same thing as with my qualifier. Mm. When, if I, if I'm in a relationship with somebody, it doesn't matter. It's like my granddaughters, you know, when I'm with them, I feel really loved, but that feeling is inside of me. It's not them giving it to me. And if it is, and I'm going to that, I will never be able to sustain it. And neither will you. We cannot do that, that feeling of love. It's because it's reciprocity with my granddaughters. Right. We love each other and yeah. we love being together and we love having fun and we love doing stuff and being active and trying things. And it's a, it's not a codependence. It's my, as my therapist said, it's an interdependence, you exactly. know? You both are engaged in that whole process. And here I have to say that we lost the recorder we were using for our conversation, which was such a huge shame because it was probably the best podcast we've done yet. So I have to apologize for that. And please stay tuned as we try again next time with better equipment. Thank you so much.